welcome back to my podcast, guys. <sighs> Sorry if I sound a little bit off today. I'm just not feeling too well, but I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna push through. <laughs> uh, so, so today we're gonna. I'm gonna be talking about Janet, the Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident that happened in 2004. I don't. I'm not sure if many of y'all know about this. I mean, I'm gonna tell you about it, but it's. It's it's happened in 2004, one of Janet Jackson's Janet Jackson's halftime shows. I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna break it down. Everything, all the craziness that happened that year. Let's get into it. Okay. Okay. So now, who is Janet Jackson? And many of y'all should know. Janet Jackson is Michael's Michael Jackson's baby sister, and not to say that she's only should be identified as one of the Jacksons, because she is solidified herself as one of those main artists out there. She played a huge part in develop, developing modern R&B, and throughout her years, she sold over like a hundred million records. She has over two hundred and seven awards and been nominated over four hundred and thirteen times. So she's pretty a big deal. So, so I, like you hear people say, oh, it's Janet ja- Janet Jackson's Michael Jackson's sister, and it's just like, yeah, she is, but she's more than that. She's done so much in her career. She's done so much in her career that she, to this day, she's so recognizable. She's an icon in herself, and she's not only should be placed as Michael Jackson's baby sister. She's more than that. She's listed as as the 11th best-selling female recording artist in the U.S., which that is pretty, a pretty big deal. For in, we're, the music industry is a pretty dominant male dominant male dominant industry, so to have a female up there in the record selling and doing her thing is pretty good. She's the first and only artist in history to produce seven top five hits from one album, Janet Jackson's Rhythm. Rhythm Nation 181411 and holds the record for the most consecutive top 10 entries on the US Billboard Hot 100 singles charts with 18. Throughout her career, through, throughout her career she won five Grammy Grammy Awards, or I would I like to call them Scammies. Now that's another podcast in itself. <laughs> I'm gonna get into that another time. <laughs> she began her career. Okay. She began her career with a, with a variety TV, television show, The Jacksons, in the 1976. I've never seen this before, so I did my research and I saw it's like she had her, I think her brother and yeah, and her all the Jackson brothers and thing were in there. So it was a pretty old show. I was born then, so I don't really know much about it. And went and she went on to appear in television shows throughout the 1970s and early 1980s. So through what mainly started her career was acting. She was pretty prominent in the acting industry before she went to music and entertainment. And by the end of the 1990s, she was she was named by Billboard magazine as the second most successful recording artist of the decade after Mariah Carey. So she was a pretty pretty big deal. <laughs> And that's just a quick synopsis of who Janet Jackson is, a couple of her accomplishments, and just basically who she is, what she's done. She's pretty, she's a pretty prominent figure, and a lot of people sh- should know her. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, let me, okay, let's get into the halftime show. So the halftime show of the 2004, it happened in February the 1st, and it was conducted in Houston, Texas. I think it always connected in Houston, Texas. On the CBS Television Network, and being being able to lead the halftime show, halftime the halftime Super Bowl show is one of probably one of one of an artist's 
biggest dreams because it's you get to promote one of your singles that you have to a huge audience after a huge football game is over the years i i haven't really seen them before only when i got to this country i really seen like i've seen the beyonce the solo beyonce um halftime show i've seen the what's the other one there's another one Ooh. <laughs> uh <laughs> There's a, oh yeah, and I think the recent one that happened a couple, a couple, a couple years back, or a couple year back, <laughs> it was um, J Lo and who was the other girl? Oh my god, I forgot. But yeah, J Lo and somebody else. And the other one was, hmm, I think it was J Lo and Shakira. Or Sh- I'm so sorry, I'm terrible with names, so do apologize if I pronounce that lady's name wrong. But I remember that it was J Lo and Shakira. Oh lord, y'all gonna kill me for that. But it's somebody around there. And then the other one was uh, Lady Gaga. Out of all three of them, Beyonce, Beyonce's solo halftime show was pretty was was my favorite. And the reason why I said solo because I think a couple years back she did one with Bruno Mars. And yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. I, only, I liked her by herself and then she invited the Destiny's Child. Oh, that was so good. Anyways, let me stop fan. Let me stop. Let talk about what I was talking about. So yeah, um, being able to lead the halftime show was a pretty big deal to artists who are out there. So being able to, when someone calls you on the day, you sing, you perform, you give a, you entertain. It was pretty good. So what happened? What what is why am I even talking about this? So near the end of her performance, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake <laughs> Justin Timberlake showed up as a surprise guest on the stage so I think that was a pretty big deal back then to like bring on the random guests and everybody just started singing dancing and performing etc etc so they were they were singing Justin's single Rock Your Body at the end of the set so at so they were grinding dancing with each other, you know getting the crowd all riled up and to the end of the song, Justin pulled off a piece of Janice, Janice costume, exposing her right breast, with only a nipple, with only nipple jewelry remaining. The reveal lasted only like a half a second or a second, but according to Janet and Justin's rep- representatives, the plan was for Justin to remove the rubber buster, but only a, leaving only a red lace bra under it. But due to a wardrobe accident or malfunction, her entire breast was exposed to the cameras. And when I was rewatching, when I went on YouTube to find like a video of what happened, when Justin grabbed the side of her side of her costume, her breast or bra, whatever that part was, and pulled it, and her breast fell out, and the cameras immediately turned off. But you could you could catch for a moment there, see that on her breast it had this had this sun-shaped metal thing on it and when i looked up what that was it said it that was that metal piece was what was to hold the what was to hold the the the, the, the <laughs> i'm so sorry was to hold the rubber buster in place so when he pulled it off the her red lace would be under it but when it pulled off, the entire thing came off and it exposed the entire breast. And she she quickly grabbed her chest and covered herself. It didn't even it didn't even last like two seconds. Good, like it was she she knew that something was wrong and she covered herself instantly. And the cameras turned away. So that was pretty crazy. And before I even continue, why even I why even made me talk about this was like like when around 2018 around back then, I saw this video. 
I think it was Watch Mojo. Now y'all must know uh, that YouTube little series that Watch Mojo that shows all these different categories and stuff. And it talked about one of the worst half, worst incidents to happen at the halftime show. I watched it, and that and I saw that it was like, damn, like they really did that to her. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was like flabbergasted at what really happened to her. And after that incident, Janet's music and videos were pulled from radios, TV channels. She was forced to give up movie roles. She was uninvited from the Grammy. She was basically blacklisted. It was crazy. It was crazy. And Justin, Justin Timberlake, I hope it's Timberlake, because you have like Justin Timberlake and some other people, but I think it's Justin Timberlake. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But Justin Timberlake now, he didn't he he got his fair share, but he didn't get half the backlash that Janet got. <laughs> it was a crazy man, I'm telling you. Like she was forced to go on a tour. Tour to apologize. And in my personal opinion, I don't I don't think she needed to apologize because it was an accident. She didn't want this to happen. Nobody wants to have the whole breast exposed to an entire to an entire Basically, the half of the country that was watching it, right? <laughs> you don't, you don't, want, you don't want to expose yourself like that. Come on now. And I, in my personal opinion, I don't think she should have apologized for that because that that was she was an accident. She didn't want that to happen. Just saying. Now, like when this happened, the internet was on fire. A lot of people came up with articles, a lot of people came up with statements, a lot of people had so much to say. And half of the articles and statements were bashing Janet for exposing herself like that. When she didn't want that to happen, that wasn't her plan, that wasn't, that was, that wasn't even the plan. And people were just dragging her for no reason. And Justin was uh, scot-free. His ass didn't get no, no, it, he did get um, a subtle amount of backlash, but not to, not the amount that Janet got. It was crazy. And well, I was reading one of the articles, and this lady by the name of Shannon Hell L. Holland, a woman's in study in communication, she argued that the media reaction after the incident forced disappro- disappropriately <laughs> reactions of disappropriate on Jackson's representation her as a contemporary Jezebel and that her race and gender other otherness was often juxtaposized with the normally Elf Timberlake's white masculinity. This is she emerged in a public discourse as the primary instigator of the lead act, a scheming seductress who manipulated Timberlake for her own economic gain. I'm gonna have to read that over back because I gotta break it down. I, I suck at I have those words. I was like going. I was not saying it right, but I have to repeat all of that back. Okay, so basically, what Shannon was saying that the media, they, they, they put all almost almost all the blame on Janet and and barely gave it to Mr. Mr. Timberlake. And in one of her, she said, they represented of a contemporary Jezebel. And if y'all don't know what a Jezebel is. Jezebel is like a, a woman who who uses her sexuality as a ways to get into men's pockets. You know, just being overly robust, being being so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. I'm not feeling well at all, but I'm trying. As I was saying, Jezebel is like a woman who tries to is basically only wants sex, who only wants 
only wants, only sexual interaction wants to get in a man's pocket, etc., etc., all of those. And, and Janet Jackson was a black woman, and if y'all don't know, back in the day, during the Jim Crow area and all of that, most black women were 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 portrayed as Jezebels because you know, as you as black women and black men, we are different from the white the white people. Black women they have more curves, they have bigger butts, they have bigger boobs, sometimes a wider waist, and some some of them get sexualized at a younger age, and that's disgusting. That's awful. Nobody should be sexualized at such a young age. And that's and the crazy part is sometimes um, young black women grow into their their figure at an early age so people so people tend to sexualize them and do all, all kind of nice nasty stuff and I'm just like Ugh. so that's where that's where mainly the Jezebel Jezebel Karachika came from I hope I said that word right that that's where it mainly comes from though and she also said in the is that Jezebel in that her racial and gender other otherness was often justified justified with the normality of Timberlake's white masculinity. I mean, I don't really have to explain that. He's a white man, she's a black woman. We live in we live in a country that was that that promoted slavery heavily. I don't have to explain that. So y'all 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 yeah, y'all y'all just sleep on that one. And during during um the during during that little incident, Justin, he went on like he didn't went really go on a lot of interviews per se. He did go on a couple, a few. He really left. He really left Janet like hanging, man. Like he made her took almost all the blame without even saying anything. And I'm gonna get into that later because there was this Oprah when Oprah um interviewed her and talked about a couple things. I'm gonna talk about that later. But in one of his interview, he implied that the stunt was planned. When it clearly wasn't, cause, cause Janet covered herself instantly when she realized that her breast was showing, and apparently they they named that that situation the Nipplegate, which is I don't know why that's so weird. Um, she was a victim, but hey, whew, they named the situation Nipplegate. It was it was weird, as you and as you can tell that Janet, she instantly covered her breast. It was. Her reaction, her reaction to it was shocked. She didn't want to do that. She didn't want to even be in that position. It took Justin all of like two years to make a public apology. And let me read the, <laughs> let me read the apology to y'all. Cause in my personal opinion, that was a half-ass apology. And and no, you you, you could have done better than that. You could you could have done better than that, Justin. Okay, here's the apology. Okay, listen with me now. In my honest opinion now I could have handled it better I probably got 10% of the blame and that says something about society I think that America's harsher on women and I think that America is you know a fairly harsh and ethnic people girl like when I heard the when I heard the apology I was like okay true but okay <laughs> where's the apology <laughs> Uh, I was like, uh, was it? Um, what is this? What, honey? Um, d your manager did not write this properly. Go back to him and let him give you a new one. Cause I don't know what the heck this was. I, I guess I don't. <laughs> to me, it was like, uh, I, I don't know. And then what threw me? He was like, you know, 
are fairly harsh and ethnic people. Boy! <laughs> Anyways, let me continue. <laughs> so, okay, so Janet, so Janet went like, on a shit ton of um interviews. Congrats, she had to be defending herself like crazy. It was crazy, and she went. She went on the Oprah Winfrey show that I got a. I got a chance to watch the full interview on, on YouTube. And Janet, she. It was the Oprah Winfrey show in the 2006, and, and she, when she went on there, she said that she made it her first and last time talking about the whole situation. Now, 24 hours after the incident, Janet issued an apology, which she regrets because it was an accident. Like I said earlier, because it was an accident. But her management forced her to make this apology, which she she says she regrets to this day because it made no sense. Why would I apologize for an accident? But you know how the how the media is. And I'm gonna get into that later as well. And during during the Oprah Oprah show, there's a segment that Oprah Oprah asked her, "Did Justin left you hanging?" Ooh. And <laughs> she she didn't she she didn't answer the question. She. She made subtle points. She was like, "He's my he were he were he was my best friend. He was my friend. I should have not best friend. He was my friend. We're good friends." Yeah, yeah. She didn't really want to address the question directly, which I understand. Cause it's just like it's been a mess, and you just don't want to make anything more messier. It's crazy, and in my opinion, Justin did leave her hanging. She he left that lady hanging. Like where were you? You could have you could have been there for her. You could have at least tried and support her. Since in your apology you were, you were like you know I'm very harsh and ethnic people. I'm <laughs> ethnic people, and you're a white man in the industry that that most mostly benefits you. So you could have been by her side because she was the victim, and the media made it into a way that she wasn't the victim. She wanted that to happen. She wanted to expose herself to. To people around there, which come on now, how does that make sense to you? Does that make sense at all? Why would she wants to? Why would she want to expose her breasts to a bunch of people she don't know? Because if two plus two is four, <laughs> now let's get into the media part. The media had a huge part to play, and I'm not gonna only put the blame on Justin, because the media had a huge part to play. Not that I'm saying that Justin didn't is, shouldn't take an accountability, because he should. But the media spun this into such a wild goose chase, and it affected her, and it caused it caused a lot. It caused a lot of damage. Justin Justin did he did did his part. He did a shitty ass job at trying to address the problem, and in doing that, he allowed the media to create their own, you know, create their own narratives, and went on with it and pushed it out and caused a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to happen. And it was crazy. They they said so many stuff about this lady. It was it was just insane. She, she just wanted to enjoy the Super Bowl, and she's banned from the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's crazy. Grammys. She was she was not allowed to go to the Grammys, and Justin was allowed to go to Grammys. He even performed at the Grammys, and he even went back to the Super Bowl and performed at the Super Bowl. It was it was a hot mess, y'all. And even in one of his songs, he kind of threw shade at Janet. In my, I think he threw shade at Janet in one of his songs. I don't remember what the song name is, but he threw shade at her, saying, 
saying that he got to perform but she didn't get to perform and I was like what the hell and throughout the years Justin Justin is a uh, he is a weird man he's been he's been acting weird I don't know what his problem is because during the whole Britney Spears and Justin era when the two of them were together he <laughs> he did Britney terrible terrible y'all I was I was gonna make a whole another section about that, but not today. I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling for you either. I just really wanted to talk about Janet Jackson, but with the whole Britney Spears incident, he he took that situation and ran with it, and he even promoted his music while it happened, while while they were dragging Britney Spears through the media, and the same thing that happens with Janet Jackson when. When the whole situation happened, he released one of his songs. He released one. Either it was one of his songs or albums. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember. But during that era, he released he released something that was music-wise to help promote it, and it worked. The same thing that happened with with Britney Spears promoting his music while they're dragging her. The same thing that happens when promoting his music when they were dragging Jack Jackson. And what mainly made me want to talk about it is because he released an apology couple years I think it was on March the 4th 2021 he released an apology he apologized to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson <laughs> in the Instagram post which I personally don't trust Instagram posts when it comes to celebrities like a video I prefer you put a video if you saying these things and not a and not a Instagram post because celebrities have a have lots of power and when I mean that, they have management teams, they have people who manage their manage their social medias and stuff, and those could be the people who are posting these things, and not them. I'm not saying that that's what he's doing, I'm not sure, but I'm just saying that I don't, I don't really trust those things. Because even when when social media influencers, like, like when they come out and say the N-word, yo, that's going to be another podcast in itself, but... When other social media influencers come out with, like, several instances back in the past, people pull up some tweets and be like, oh, you used to say the N-word, this and that and that, and then they, like, typed and post up, like, something on their, on their Instagram, their Twitter, saying, oh, they're, I'm sorry that this happened, yada, yada, yada. I always take those with a grain of salt, because it's like, you have a whole-ass management team, you have people who can, who manage your shit, and there could, they could be the one who is writing the apology. It could be you, but it could be them at the same time. It's just like, I can't really trust that. My personal opinion, I can't really trust that. <laughs> yep, it's crazy. And when doing my research for this, there, I found a little something, something about this this head figure at CBS. His name was Liz Mon, Mon, Monzu. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. I'm terrible. Y'all know I'm sucking, I suck at names. But his name was Liz Monzu or something like that. Allegedly, he wanted to destroy Janet's career, and he allegedly let Justin off the hook because he seemed he was more apologetic than Janet, and allegedly <laughs> ordered all of Vidcom to Vidcom music to, music stations to stop playing Janet's music. And ironically, <laughs> he was accused of sexual misconduct in 2018 and resigned from CBS. <laughs> I was like. Oh, it should. It was. It wasn't funny, but it was uh, funny at the same time because it was like, 
how are you gonna destroy this woman's life? How are you gonna allegedly try and destroy this woman's life? And you have a whole ass case. And the thing is, when it when it came to sexual misconduct, this wasn't his first, because there was another situation where it involved a woman and sexual interactions. And I'm not gonna say no more, because I bother, bother. Yep, that pretty much concludes my little segment of this. I was I was gonna make a full-on documentary, but I realized that I talk. <laughs> and when I, once I get into something that I'm really passionate about, I make like a 50 minute 50 minute thing. And yeah, I'm not about. <laughs> I'm about that, but I'm not sure if anybody out there is listening is about that. So I'm gonna try and keep my videos under a 30 minute limit. But if I'm really passionate about something, it's like 50, 50, 50 plus, 50 to an hour. I don't really care. I'm still gonna post it because it's like my podcast i can do whatever i want if you don't want to listen to it that's totally fine i'm not you're not obligated to listen to my podcast i just like what i just like talking yeah <laughs> and yeah that's pretty much the end of my podcast for today i made it a short little documentary i didn't want to make it a full-on documentary today i just wanted to talk about Jan- janet's rise and this almost erased this girl's music career completely this one situation where she was a victim, but instead she was not portrayed as a victim. Instead, she was persi- per- uh, she was persuaded as a lady who has a person who was orchestrate this to happen. And I'm just like, does it make sense to you? It doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't make sense in my opinion. But hey, that's the that's pretty much the end of my podcast. And let me just end on and. The, this really exposed the misogyny and the misogyny that's in the music industry. It sucks. There are a lot of women who are out there who, who built their career on such a good grounds. I was Janet Jackson. She was a woman who advocates for sex, for women's sexuality. She always portrays such a good light on these things because she realized that in this in this world that we live in, people tend to not care much about women as a whole they just tend to care about what they want what they like it's a bit sketchy it's a bit sketchy and women should not be seen as objects they should be seen as freaking human beings come on now y'all are grown y'all are grown ass I'm trying not to curse but y'all are grown (laughs) yeah that's pretty much all I got for y'all today I'm a, as I said, I'm a bit sick, so that's why I didn't do too much on this podcast today. Yeah, that's it. Thank y'all for listening each and every time. My last podcast when I talked about my toxic workplace, and I got a lot of views. I'm just like, I want to thank y'all so much for that. I shed a little tear, maybe. Y'all, may, y'all will not know, but I shed a little tear. But thank you, thank you for that. I did. I got that was like the most viewed I ever got. I was like, thank you guys so much. Hearts, love, kisses, goodbye. Bambi out this piece.